and welcome back to the Beef Up Front podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, and today I'm joined by Kevin Walder as we wrap up uh, our regular season portion of our NFL season series preview uh, with our last division, the AFC West. Uh, it's, been, it's been a few weeks, so uh, how, how you been, Kevin? How you been holding up? I've been doing all right. Excited. Finally get the last one, get the last one done here. All right. Uh, we'll just get right into it. Uh, keep following our same format that we've had throughout the show so far. So do you want to start us off with your first place team for the West? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't think this will become, this will come as a surprise to many of the listeners. Um, I went with the Kansas City Chiefs finishing in first place in the AFC West this year. I give them a record of 12-4, and four, four, in the two, 4 and 2 in the division, and that's actually good enough for the one seed in the, in the AFC. So they'll be Second straight year is the one seed in the AFC. Uh, or no, they're the two seed last year. So sorry. All right, good to good to get the mistakes out of the way with here early. But so offense great. I gave him an A plus. I mean, I don't really think I have to talk much about it because I think all the listeners know. Like, I don't have to sell anyone on how good this offense is going to be. We all know the big names, and they it's just an added bonus is that they even got to bring back their offensive coordinator uh, Eric Bieniemy which something that a lot of teams that win the Super Bowl, they don't get to do. But uh, I thought he maybe should have got some head coaching looks, and I think we'll get some after this season. Um, but, yeah, you you guys know all the big names, Mahomes, uh, Tyreek Hill. They obviously brought in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire this season, Travis Kelsey. Like, I could just go on and on. Um, so I'll just go to the bef- the defense now. I gave him a B plus. Um I don't think this defense is necessarily like the 85 Bears or anything, but I don't think they have to be with, with the offense that the, that the Chiefs have. Um, but with that being said, they do have some really good players on the defense. You know, guys like Chris Jones, they have Frank Clark, uh, Tyron Matthew on the back end. So while like they've gotten sort of a reputation over the years as like sort of maybe not one of the premier defenses in the NFL, I think that's mainly just because their offense, like, just puts on a lot of puts a lot so of points good. up. Yeah, uh, they had a sneaky good defense last year. Honestly, it ranked seventh overall um, in total team defense. Uh, so yeah, I gave them a B plus there. I really don't think this this team has many holes. Um, and then coach A plus. Uh, some may say Andy Reid is actually the best coach in the NFL right now, and by some I say myself. So. I think the Andy Reid is. If I had to pick uh, a coach to start my franchise with, if I was like a general manager, I would pick Andy Reid. And he just wins everywhere he goes. He has like 12 win seasons every year. It's it's crazy. And and he finally got over the hump last year, obviously. My breakout player, this is also probably a very – Expected answer, but I picked Clyde, or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I uh, just had a fantasy draft where I picked third in the draft. I picked Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round. That's how, like, we all remember what Kareem Hunt did in his rookie year. I think it's going to be Kareem Hunt, but I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a better player than Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Just like, I mean, um, like, I think you should be taking him with the first few picks in fantasy, fantasy drafts this year. Uh, I, Andy Reid even compared him to to um, Brian Westbrook coming out of the draft. So that's a name Eagles fans will know. 
And finally, to finish off the Chiefs, I have my two big games. I have Week 3 versus the Raiders, just because it's sort of a division game. Um, to start off the year, the Raiders, I think, will be, I think they'll be pretty decent this year. I'll get to them later. And then I have Week 3 at the Broncos, because that's Sunday Night Football. And also, um, we'll both touch on the Broncos. You'll be touching on the Broncos shortly. We both think they're going to be a good team this year. Yeah, so... Uh... I think everyone is pretty much picking the Chiefs at the top of the AFC West, probably up there with the Ravens for Super Bowl favorites. But I'm going to go against the norm here, actually. I'm going to pick the Denver Broncos, who finished in first place in the AFC West at 10-6 and uh, with a 3-3 three and three division record, and that will give them the three seed. Uh, the big thing with this, I, I don't think the Chiefs will be bad. I, I'll talk about them shortly. Uh, I have the Chiefs still making the playoffs as well and, and eventually making a run in those playoffs. But I just think every year we see, besides the Patriots, uh, the team who either wins the Super Bowl or is in, its, in the Super Bowl, they always kind of take a step back the next year. And I feel like the Chiefs are a bit too like cocky going into this season, like a bunch of trash talk throughout social media and whatnot. And they really were, they were down in all their playoff games. They had to come back. It's not like they just beat the doors off every opponent. So... I think they're a little too full of themselves. They're definitely a good team, and they locked up their youth going forward. But I think the uh, I think the Broncos are going to be the the AFC West winner this year. Every year, there's kind of a team that comes out of nowhere, and I think this year in the AFC, it's going to be the Broncos and in the NFC. We talked about I had the Cardinals, so uh, I just think their offense. I give them a B plus. Uh, the only question mark on that offense is the offensive line. I think. A few uh, shaky spots, especially left tackle, so that's important. But they had a big uh, interior offensive lineman pickup in Graham Glasgow this past offseason, so he's going to shore up that, the inside of that line. And I love Drew Locke coming uh, into this year. I think he's going to take that big second-year leap. Uh, he's got all the surrounding weapons with him. He's got Jerry Judy, who I think is going to be the next Keenan Allen, obviously just a great route runner and just a pro already receiver. Corlin Sutton established himself as probably a top 20 receiver in the NFL. Very good uh, player. KJ Hamler is, is a speed threat. He's going to take the top off the defense, like everyone says. Uh, he's going to be effective in the screen game, so I'm excited to see what that young trio can do, and I really like Noah Fant at tight end as well. I think he could. he's a potential breakout candidate this year. And Melvin Gordon slash Philip Lindsay is, uh, is a very solid duo. Uh, two guys who complement themselves well. Gordon's more of the between-the-tackles guy, and I think Philip Lindsay's more of an explosive runner. So a good running back duo. Uh, it's a, a great uh, young offense overall, I think, that they're going to be able to build around going forward. Defense, B-plus. Uh, you got the big names. You got Vaughn Miller, one of the best pass rushers of all time. Jarrell Casey, an underrated pickup. Uh, he's going to be key cog on that inside of the defensive line. Bradley Chubb, a great pass rusher. Uh, Justin Simmons, one of the more underrated safeties in the league. He actually got the franchise tag. Not a big name, but if if you follow football closely, he's a guy that, that you're uh, constantly hearing his name, that he's just such an effective player. Solid cornerback duo in Kareem Jackson and A.J. Bouye. And then I think the linebackers uh, is like really the only question on that team. They don't really have that stud guy who's going to get 100 to 125 tackles in that range. So, And the depth at pass rusher, they lost Derek Wolf in the offseason, who was a, a key force on their defense for the past few years. 
after Miller and Chubb, it's who are two guys who have shown they can be kind of injury prone throughout their career. Uh, not much behind them, so that's a bit of a question. And you know, like in the NFL, it, it's they love to rotate the pass rushers in, so it's going to be key to find maybe a third and fourth guy to step up behind Miller and and Chubb. Uh, Coach Grade, I gave Vic Fangio a B. Uh, he's a very good defensive coach, but he kind of is like Doug Peterson with the Eagles, where he has that uh, he just gives like the keys over to the other side of the ball. And in this case, it's Pat Shermer on offense. I really like him as a coordinator. He's proven throughout his time uh, he's with the Vikings, he's with the Eagles. He's a pretty successful offensive coordinator. Just he hasn't been the greatest head coach. But I, I like the pieces that he has to work with. Uh, he runs that quick passing game, and Drew Locke can get the ball out of his hands to guys like K.J. Hamler or Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy on those quick passing routes and the screens, especially to Hamler. I think it's going to be an effective offense. Uh, but anytime you have Vic Fangio coaching up a team, especially on the defensive ball, I think they're going to be a top 10, top 10 unit each year. And we saw that they had a pretty solid year last year, and they added some some better guys this past offseason. So I'm excited to see the, the growth of that team in year two. Uh, my breakout guy, I already talked about him, wide receiver Jerry Judy. I just think he's pro-ready. He steps right into the starting lineup from day one, and he's going to have 70 to 75 catches, I think, as a rookie. So great possession receiver. And as I was saying, next, Keenan Allen. Uh, another guy I compared him to is Stephon Diggs. Just great running routes, and he can do and he can do things with the ball in his hands uh, after the catch. So a, a guy definitely to look out for for a potential rookie of the year. And two big games, uh, week three, first of the box. The only team, I believe, when we were talking about the – the NFC South, I said this as well, the only team that Tom Brady has a losing record against in his career is the Broncos. So we'll see if even a change of scenery for him if his Broncos. And then week 13 at the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Um, that's going to be a potential game for the division going forward. All right. Um... I don't know if you could hear the you dogs barking. Dog He's in my neighbor's yard. I thought right before, because we don't have the air on in my room, in my house right now. It's very hot. So I thought I'd leave the windows open. <laughs> and I knew this was going to happen. Um, Let's go crack, crack, it for the, crack it for the show. All right. I think it sounds like it's over. Huh. Okay. So reminds me of uh, Austin Powers. Huh. All right, um, so I'll go, if I hear another bark, I'll close the window. Huh. But uh, your first-place team is my second-place team. I, ha- I also have the Broncos going 10-6, and 4-2. Um, and two. Obviously not enough to beat the Chiefs, but I have them as the five seed in the playoffs. And uh, sort of like how you were saying, I gave their offense a B-plus. It's very young. I mean, it's a very promising group, but they're still unproven. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's holding up a lot of people on buying in on the Broncos. Obviously, I have them going 10 and 6, so I am sort of buying into the hype. Um, and I actually, I was going to have them finish first in the division. I just couldn't, do, like, I just couldn't do it once I look at that Chiefs team. Like, you mentioned how a lot of people don't um, come close to repeating as a Super Bowl champion. I look at this, I look at this Chiefs team. I think they may be, like, sort of an exception to that just because their quarterback is so good their coach is so good i don't really see them taking a huge step back after this year so uh 
Um, like I said, uh, the Broncos offense has a lot of young talent that I love. Uh, obviously, adding Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler in the draft, probably two of the top five wide receivers in this in like the loaded class. Um, we'll see if J- Judy's uh, knees can hold up, though. That's kind of something. I follow uh, Pro Football Doc on on Twitter, and he always like he's one of the best in the business of like identifying stuff. And he, I really, I remember he didn't have a lot of positive things to say about Judy's knees coming out of the draft. So that's just something to keep an eye on. And obviously, they pair that they pair that duo with Cortland Sutton and Noah Fan, who I like. I'll talk about later. Uh, they got a good group of running backs. So it's really a complete offense. I just think it's going to come down to Drew Locke, and a lot of people aren't buying in on him. But I remember when he was coming out of Missouri, I was I was really high on Drew Locke. I actually said he was the best quarterback in that draft. So we'll see if he can prove me right this year. I, I'm hoping he can. I, I'm rooting for the guy. Um, and my defense, I gave him a, a B. Um, for a few years now, it seems like the defense has been the strong suit of this team, but I think that, that might... It might reverse a little bit this year. I think the offense might sort of take the lead. Um, mm-hmm. You Like you mentioned, they have the two names up front with Chubb and Miller, but not a whole lot of depth after that. Um, obviously, the secondary is good. They ha- Boye and Kareem Johnson are going to have to step up, though, because thinking about the past Broncos, we remember how good their secondary was with like uh, Akeem Tlaib and Chris uh, Harris Jr. So obviously they're not there anymore. Um, but I don't think it's going to fall off. And like you said, Vic Vangio, I gave him a B plus. So I, I'm not a big fan of having a defensive-minded guy as a head coach. But I think if you're going to, there are a lot. There are not a lot of people that are better at, than Vic Vangio that you can have as your head coach. And I think it fits. I like the move because I thought it fit the Denver Broncos like identity as a franchise. Like when you think about them. Just from the yeah. past, other other than Peyton Manning, you think about like sort of just like this tough defense, and I, I like the fit there. And my breakout player, I I mentioned him earlier, tight end Noah Fant. Um, I think he's going to be the next big tight end to come out of Iowa. Uh, he had a, he had a pretty good rookie year last year. He had 40 receptions, um, which I mean for a rookie tight end is is about as good as you can get. They don't really yeah, do, do a lot. Um, one thing to look out for is though when. When uh, Drew Locke took over late in the year, his numbers sort of declined a little bit other than like one one good game I think he had. But other than that, he only had like a couple receptions. So we'll see if they can if they build up some of this chem- some of the chemistry in this offseason uh, or not. That'll be a, a good thing to watch out for. And then my two big games for the Broncos, I have week two at the Steelers. Um, that's that's just a, a matchup of two like heavyweight AFC franchises of some of the some of the most historic franchises in the NFL, so that'll be a good game to watch. And then I have week seventeen versus the Raiders on Sunday night football. Um, just because I have them going ten and six, so those games down the stretch are gonna be crucial to making the playoffs. Yeah, my second place team, uh, as we were talking about earlier, is the Chiefs. Uh, I have them at ten and six and 3-3 three and three in the division, that gets them the sixth seed. So I have them at the same overall record and the same division record as the Broncos, but I guess it just came down to numbers or something on the on the website that wound up giving the Broncos the advantage in the division over them. But that gets them, the 10-6 and six record gets them the sixth seed. Uh, so they'll be in the playoffs again. Offense, 
just kind of what you were saying, A+. Plus. Uh, they have the best quarterback in the game. I think the best offensive coach, a great young running back in Edwards Hilaire, uh, the best wide receiver slash tight end duo in the league in Hill and Kelsey. I think Hill doesn't get enough talk about being maybe like a top three receiver in the game. He's so And it really just doesn't get much better than this. They had one guy opt out on the offensive line, uh, but – one, one guy isn't going to be the end of the world, I think, for this offense. So, as you were saying, it doesn't get much better than this offense. They're going to put up points. Uh, defense B, uh, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, Chris Jones are all big names, uh, premier players at their position. But other than that, it's kind of a, a misfit, uh, mismatched defense. Uh, secondary can be shaky at times. Uh, as, as I was saying earlier, they were losing all those playoff games uh, – this past year they were down 21 nothing at to the texans so the defense can let up uh, a lot of points they're lucky that the offenses can put up points even quicker though so the the defense just the thing i i wrote down for the defense they just have to they can't be as bad as like they just can't be awful like their chiefs are gonna average like 35 points a game i think somewhere around there some some super high number, but if it's offense getting off to a slow start, uh, if they can't find the rhythm, the Chiefs just can't get in a hole down 21 nothing, 28 nothing on a consistent basis because eventually that magic's going to wear out. You can't always rely on the comeback. So teams are going to figure out how to stop that comeback. And after a year of film study, people probably really loading up on the Chiefs. That's going to be one of the big goals to not let the Chiefs continue to come back in these games. So the defense kind of just has to hold serve and kind of keep the ship afloat while if the offense is ever struggling. Uh, coach, I gave Coach Reed an A, uh, just widely regarded throughout the NFL, the top five head coach, great offensive mind, and he got over that hump last year. Still has some of those questionable time management things. And, uh, I mean, with the, the best quarterback in the NFL, you can't really fault him for – wanting to throw the ball all the time, but with the addition of a first-round running back, we should see a heavy dose of the run game in some of these games as well. My breakout is wide receiver McCole Hardman going into his second year. Uh, he was really impressive last year. Another guy on that Chiefs offense is really like a track track team. Just a bunch of fast guys out there playing receiver. And I think he's going to go for Sammy Watkins as the year goes on as a wide receiver too. Uh, just watching him last year, he was just a big play threat every time he had the ball in his hands. So I think he cements himself for this season as the number two going forward with Tyreek Hill. And he really rounds out that offense uh, with Edwards Hilaire locked up for a while, Tyreek, Travis, Kelsey, and now Mahomes as well. Uh, Hardman's going to be that number two going forward. And two big games, uh, week one versus the Texans, first, first game of the NFL season. So all eyes will be on them, especially after no preseason game uh, and a big showdown between probably two of the top three young quarterbacks in the league and uh, Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. And then week three versus the Ravens on Monday Night Football, uh, the two AFC favorites regarded by many people. So that could be a potential AFC championship preview right there in week three. And on Monday Night Football, always a big crowd watching that game, the nationally televised game. So... That's what I got on the Chiefs. What do you think of the new Monday Night Football booth? I I really like Lewis Riddick. I think he I think he's a great fit. Uh, definitely going to be have better commentary than Witten, but the rest of the guys we'll, we'll see. 
But yeah. I'm a big fan of Riddick. He's one of my favorite people and to listen to throughout football. I agree. I'm I'm just surprised like they can't get they couldn't get any big name like former player. So I don't yeah, know, just my thoughts. It's a, it's a shame. All right, um, my third place team. I have Oakland or the Las Vegas Raiders. Sorry, that's gonna take a a, a little bit to to get used to. But I have them going eight and eight. And three and three in the division, so not enough to make the playoffs for them. Um, but it's interesting because I gave them a B for their offense. I probably could have gone higher because I think they have a lot of good pieces when you look at their depth chart. Um, like I mentioned how the, the, the Broncos have a complete offense. I sort of think the Raiders do too when you look at their at their depth chart, except for one position that I'll touch on in a minute. But, I mean, when you go through their positions, they have – they have a three-down back, Josh Jacobs. They have a change-of-pace guy, Jalen Richard. Like, they sort of got the burner in, in Henry Ruggs. They got the slot and possession guys, Nelson Aguilar and, and Hunter Renfro. And then they have one of the best tight ends in football. Aguilar went there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also a big Aguilar guy. And they have one of the best tight ends in, in football, or at least top, like, six or seven. Uh, Darren Waller, obviously, kind of burst on the scene last year. But I'm just not really sold on Derek Carr, and I think that's probably why I have him going 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's sort of just proven he's an average quarterback at best. Uh, he had one really – he had one, like, above-average year, but other than that, it's sort of been just a guy out there. And I don't think him and Gruden really have that strong of a relationship. Like, I don't think – I think if you put Gruden under, like, a truth serum, he'd tell you, like – Derek Carr doesn't probably isn't the guy, so uh, that's kind of. Mariota could take over. I think he, I think he probably could, depending on how the season starts. I wouldn't be surprised. Do you, I just don't think that Gruden really likes Carr. I I haven't really seen anything that that shows me that there's sort of he's my, he's my guy mentality there. Um, but defense, I gave them a B minus. Uh, there's there's not really a whole lot here, and. I think uh, sort of how I just put the offense, my lack of faith in the QB is really going to – like that compiled with the defense not really being that great really hurts where hurts their record in my eyes. I mean, they're still really trying to replace the whole – the Khalil Mack there. I mean, um, Farrell is a nice player. He looks like he's, he's probably going to be pretty good, but they're going to have to add a few more players around him to, to become a playoff contender in my eyes and – my coach grade, I gave John Gruden a B. Uh, I never really saw John Gruden when he was at Tampa Bay just because I was I was pretty young. Like, I wasn't able to sort of experience that. But judging off what he's shown me, he hasn't really shown me much in the past few years uh, in Oakland as to, like, him being, like, a premier coach in the NFL. I mean, his team is, his team is getting more and more talented each year. So we'll see what he can do this year. But I'm not sold on him yet. Or I'm not a... John Gruden supporter. And my breakout player, I have wide receiver Henry Ruggs. So you went Jerry Judy as a breakout player. I'll go Henry Ruggs here. Um, coming out of the draft, I actually thought like he was my favorite receiver coming out of this draft. Um, everyone knows about his speed, obviously, but a thing that I liked about him is that he showed he could go up and make contested catches. And sort of with, with his size, that's not something that you would expect from him, but he, he can play above the rim too. Um, 
he just needs to stay healthy, which it seems like is sometimes a concern for these really quick guys. I know he already he already like cut his leg open this off season, so I don't really think that'll impact him this season. But just something to look for look look to look for going forward is a lot of these speed guys often get a lot of soft tissue injuries, pulled muscles, things like that. So. My two big games for the Raiders, I have Week 2 versus the Saints, just because that's the opening of the new stadium. Uh, looks amazing. It's a shame there won't be any fans there. And then I have Week 15 versus the Chargers, just because it feels like it's always a, a fun game when the Chargers and the Raiders get together. It always seems like something weird happens. So that's what I got on the Raiders. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I got Raiders finishing third as well at 8-8. Eight and eight. And three and three in the division. Um, I, I gave them a B plus. I think they have a top five of line in the league. Um, I love Josh Jacobs. I'll touch on him later. And I love the addition of Ruggs, uh, just the guy who's going to go deep. Hopefully, he evolves his game and he kind of lives up to that first round pedigree that he has. Because uh, right now, he's just regarded as a deep threat. But if he can become an overall overall receiver like Tyreek Hill and use that speed to his advantage uh, at all stages of the game. Like he's going to be a special player. I really like Hunter Renfro. Uh, we've seen guys just like him with Danny Amendola, Cole Beasley, make make a living in this league for a while, uh, coming up with key catches on third downs and moving, moving the chains. Uh, Brian Edwards is a name to keep an eye out for. Rookie receiver out of, I believe it was South Carolina, uh, I've read a lot about him. He's really been making waves throughout this offseason out of training camp with them, and he's probably going to be a starter in week one. So two young receivers probably going to be starting. Over Aguilar? Uh, yeah. He's, a, hmm. he's also an, out, he's an outside guy, too. So uh, Tyra Williams, uh, his health, I had that written down, but it was just announced today or yesterday that he is out for the year uh, on IR. I think he broke collarbone or something like that, so. A veteran receiver who's proven to be a pretty solid player uh, let loses or this offense loses that guy, so that, that that's a kind of a big hit, I think. And Darren Waller, as you were saying, I think he's a stud tight end. I would put him in my top five. Over a thousand yards receiving last year in his first full year of starting as an NFL tight end, that was a good year, and I think uh, there's more to come. But the big question mark I have is what is Derek Carr? I want to believe in him. Yeah, an average guy since. So I think this is his make or break. Proving see if uh, I, John Gruden's going to be here for a while. He's locked into a ten-year deal. So if he can't get anything out of Derek Carr this year, or Mariota, we could see the Raiders not looking to draft a quarterback early. But another guy I just want to touch on. Uh, I really loved him out of the draft. He's one of my favorite, like under the radar prospects. Is Lynn Bowden Jr. Uh, he's listed as a running back. But he was a receiver in college who, for the, the like second half of the year last year, after many injuries at, uh, on his Kentucky team, he was the Wildcat quarterback and played quarterback like the whole year. So a versatile guy who can who can run, who can catch, uh, and he's just going to be a creative offensive piece. And with the way offenses are being like super creative now and finding different ways to get guys the ball, I think of like Debo Samuel, uh, catching the ball as much because he's listed as a running back, but they're going to find creative ways to get 
Bowden Jr. the ball, and, and I'm excited to see what John Gruden cooks up for him. Defense, B-, minus, uh, a bunch of solid veterans, but they also have a bunch of young guys, so it's a mix of the two, but they, they lack star power. Uh, I think it's a, it's a pretty underwhelming unit. Not That offense has definitely got a leg up on them, but two young pass rushers in Max Crosby and Clennon Farrell from last year, who Farrell was a top five pick out of Clemson. He kind of underperformed, but had some solid games, but Crosby really showed out a uh, guy from central Michigan, like the fourth round. He he's projected to have double digit sacks this year. So watch out for those two young defensive ends, but uh, Damon Arnett, young rookie corner, their first one of their two first round picks this year, broke his thumb today. So we'll see if that limits him, but uh, that's just a, a unit that needs to continue to grow. And I, I have faith in Mike Mayock and John Gruden and putting together a, a solid defense in the coming years as they look to continue this rebuild. Coach, I gave them, uh, Coach Gruden, a B. Like like you were saying, I like what they're building, but it hasn't been, like, a great start to this rebuild. But And I don't know much about Gruden, like, because you're saying he's new to coaching with us uh, really paying attention to football when he was in Tampa Bay and uh, with the Raiders before we were really young, so... He's he's starting to build it, build this team the way he wants and get guys that he f- feels fit his system. But I believe he's the right man for the job, and I got faith. I, I really want him to get Josh Jacobs developed in the rushing game to open up the play action for Carr because I think that's where he's best. So and that I'll dial up some long plays for first-round pick Henry Ruggs. I, I like him as a coach, and I like the way he's building this team. But I think they need to... I have him at 8-8. Eight and eight. I don't know if that'll be good enough this year. Not, I'm not saying to keep his job, but I think he should be striving for 9-7, potential wildcard berth. <laughs> and my breakout player, uh, running back Josh Jacobs, uh, I think this is year, his second year in the league. He makes himself a top-five running back. Uh, I think he's the next Le'Veon Bell. I mean, not the Le'Veon Bell that we see now, but prime Le'Veon Bell where he's going to be very versatile, that he can line up outside or in the slot even, run routes to catch the ball, and a good in-between-the-tackle runner and has good explosion too. So, And I had on here too another potential breakout guy, Lynn Bowden Jr., as I was talking about as a gadget guy. And I think he could be a potential kick and punt returner too with his uh, explosion and vers- versatility. So those are two guys uh, in the Vegas backfield that I think could – could open some eyes this year and two big games week two versus saints home opener just like you were saying and then week 11 versus the chiefs uh that's just a long lasting rivalry between the chiefs and the raiders so and the chiefs reigning super bowl champs going to be one of the best teams in the league it'll be a good test to see where the raiders are at at that point in the season all right yeah um so we both obviously have the same last place team here i have the chargers the Los Angeles Chargers finishing four and twelve, um, and I actually even going zero and six in the division. So obviously, s- some room to pick up a few extra wins. I could be wrong there. Um, some tough games in the division, you never know. But I gave their offense a B. I think when I was going through, we because we've done all the teams now. I think the Chargers might have been like the hardest for me to predict, just because. They seem to like fluctuate over the years. Like they were so good two years ago, and like mm-hmm. they were, they were very bad last year. Like 
And it just seems like they're in every single game that they play. Like, I think you mentioned this last episode we did, but, like, it always just comes down to, like, the last possession. Phillip Rivers would be back there. And obviously they downgraded a quarterback this year. So I, if they find themselves in the same position, I don't think they will um, have as much success. So that's part of the reason I have them going 4-12. and 12. But uh, Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen are both, like, Really far, really good talent as are as far as I'm concerned. I know you're a huge Keenan Allen fan, so I'll let you talk about him a little bit. But Pro Football Focus, another thing, I looked at their their article ranking all of the offensive lines, and the Chargers actually had the 30th ranked offensive line in the NFL. So that plus not really a game changing quarterback to me equals like a not a winning situation this year. Mm-hmm. And it was tough for me to do that just because, like I said, they have talented guys and their offense, their defense is like ridiculously talented. When you when you go through it, I gave them an A minus. I think that, well, obviously they just lost Derwin James, so that's a it's huge a loss. Blow. Yeah, but they still have some talented guys back there. Like like I mentioned, Chris Harris Jr. He's on the Chargers now. Uh, Casey Hayward's a good player. Everyone knows they have some of the best pass rushers in the in the NFL, too, with Bosa and uh, and Ingram. So, I mean, you just go through their defense, and it does not seem like a 4-12 and team when you look at that, at that defensive depth chart. We'll see how big the loss of Derwin James is. But other than that, I think that's the, the, the hallmark of this team. They're going to pride themselves on their defense. Uh, my coach grade, I yeah. gave them a B+. Plus. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty positive on Anthony, Anthony Lynn. I'm glad they didn't move off of him after the bad season they had last year. Um, I just think he needs more time, especially after he showed that he could be, like, such a good head coach. And I think that was his first year, right, when they took him to the – they took him to the playoffs. Yeah, they lost to the Patriots. Into the playoffs. They were, like, 11-5 yeah. and five or something like that, but they didn't win the division, so they had to play the Patriots in the wild card, I'm pretty sure. Um, but my breakout player – They beat they – beat- they beat um, the, the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, and then and then they went to New England. Yeah, but they didn't win the division, right? The Chiefs won. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that was the year that I think that was the year the Titans went to Kansas City and won with Mariota when he like caught the touchdown. Off him, he threw no, it and he the, caught it like himself. I remember that play. But the 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 Patriots beat the beat the Chiefs that year in the AFC title game in the playoff in overtime. Yeah, that was one where D four miles. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was. I don't know. Just go go on. Any anyway, um, breakout player. A lot of people have Kyler Murray. Um, breaking out this year. I'm going to go with the other Murray, uh, Kenneth Murray, the rookie linebacker out of Oklahoma. Um, I know a lot about, we we both know a lot about Murray just because there was a lot of talk about the Eagles possibly selecting him uh, with the 21st pick in the draft this year. So, I mean, he's a great player, but from everything I've read about him, he's like even a better leader and like a better guy. I know, like, there's a big story about how, like, his brother, I think, has autism, and he's just, like, such such a good, like, role model and, like, a just all-around great guy, and obviously he's a, he's a first-round talent in the, 
in the NFL. So he's an easy guy to root for. Uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing how he fits uh, in the already loaded Chargers defense. So, and then lastly for the Chargers, I have my two big games. I have week two versus the Chiefs, um, just because that is also another home. It's a home opener in the new stadium. Um, And then I have week 16 hosting the Broncos. um, Just because I think. That could be a, a a big game, obviously, division game. So they could play spoiler for the Broncos there. All right. Uh, last team for the series until we finish it up. Um, I got the Chargers as well going. But I in fourth place, but I have them going 8-8 eight and eight, uh, and 3-3 three and three in the division. So my top two teams are 10-6, and six, and my bottom two teams are 8-8. Eight and eight, So I guess this is the uh, most competitive division in the NFL, and you could make a case for um, a few of them making the playoffs, I think. Uh, so offense, I gave them a B. Um, if you listen to our last podcast where we were talking, me and Luke were talking about the uh, over-under win totals, kind of compared, I compared Tyrod Taylor to like an Alex Smith where he's a good quarterback, he's going to win you games, but I don't think he gets you over that hump. Uh, and obviously he's a, he's a good bridge quarterback for Justin Herbert. Yeah. So who's, who's going to be the, the future after being picked in the first round this year. I, I want to say this now, though. I think if we're talking this next year and Herbert comes in and plays some games this year and uh, has some success, I think the Chargers are going to be a dark horse Super Bowl team next year. Just so many talent, so much talent up and down the board on that roster. They just haven't uh, found ways to stay healthy, which I felt bad for Phil Rivers. But I think Taylor is going to keep them keep them afloat this year. They're not going to be awful, but 8-8 eight and eight that should keep them in contention for most of the year for the wild card spot, but I don't have them making the playoffs, obviously, at 8-8. Eight and eight. But once Herbert steps in, I think they're going to have a bright future. Um, O-line, definitely a question mark. They brought in Brian Brian Bulaga, I believe, from Green Bay, who's one of the better tackles over the past decade in the NFL, but he's a guy who's getting older. They still have Pouncey. They have a few solid guys on that line, but I feel like that unit's always hurt. Um, Keenan... Keenan Allen, one of my favorite receivers in the league. I think he's just so so consistent when he's on the field. Another guy who's kind of injury prone though. And Mike Williams had over a thousand yards last year. I mean, I feel like that's not talked about much. He only had two touchdowns, so those are kind of down numbers after he had like six or eight his rookie year, I believe. But a thousand yard, two one thousand yard receivers, that's going to be tough to cover. So Taylor has it going for him at least. I love Austin Eckler, one of the better running backs in the league who can do it all and I like the rookie running back selection of Joshua Kelly out of US, UCLA he's one of those bigger hammer type backs who's going to be the downhill runner and Anthony Lynn former running back himself is definitely going to want to mix in different running backs give defenses different looks I think uh, defense B plus <clears throat> it was an A minus but with the loss of James I, I brought him down to a B plus uh, Derwin James is one of the more versatile guys in the league. He can cover and he can play linebacker. He he can do it all. So losing him is a big loss. But Herman Bosa are probably the pe- the best pass rushing duo in the league. Uh, either of those guys can get you t- ten sacks in a season, I think. And you got Denzel Perryman, who's a very good young linebacker to pair with first round pick Kenneth Murray, like you were saying. So I like this team at all levels uh, at that unit. And I think that they're one of the better units in the league. So, and guys like Chris Harris Jr., Casey Hayward, and that secondary still. So, 
Coach B plus uh, Coach Anthony Lynn. Uh, I just hope that his team stays healthy this year and he's going to use as like a scapegoat if things go south. I think he's mm-hmm. going to have some success. He he's talked about wanting to have a mobile quarterback. I think he's going to rely on that RPO type of offense with either Taylor or Herbert, both mobile guys who can run. Herbert's definitely the more talented thrower. Uh, Taylor's shown that he can win with his legs and his arm, though. But Herbert, his mobility isn't uh, talked about enough, I think. He's a very mobile guy from watching him at Oregon. He can run. So look for a lot of RPOs, uh, Coach Lynn and his system this year. Um, And Gus Bradley is uh, still an elite defensive coach, I think, and he's coaching that unit. So kind of like how we were talking with handing the keys over to the one coach on the one side of the ball. Even though Vic Fangio is a head coach, he just focuses really on the defense. But Philadelphia got Jim Schwartz just coaching the defense. Uh, so I think that's good. Lynn focused on the offense, Bradley on the defense, kind of two separate things. Breakout player, I got Hunter Henry. I think this is the year he stays healthy and eclipses 800 yards this season. He hasn't done that in his career yet. Uh, becomes a prominent red, red zone threat. And I feel like he's always talked about as a potential breakout guy. And this was happening with Zach Ertz at the beginning of his career, and he never really broke out until around uh, year four or five in the league. And another guy I can compare that to is Evan Ingram. I feel like he's always in discussion as a breakout player, but gets hurt like Henry. So I think this is the year Hunter beca- Hunter Henry becomes one of the better tight ends, not just in the AFC, AFC West, but throughout the NFL. Gets in that top five discussion, kind of like Darren Waller did last year. <coughs> and... We, uh, two games, uh, week two versus the Chiefs. Uh, that's their home opener, uh, new stadium, kind of like we were talking about, and reigning Super Bowl champs. And week 11 at the Broncos. I think that could be where Justin Herbert maybe gets his first start. She, uh, the Chargers are coming off a bye. Uh, I feel like they might be out of play of contention by now, and they might roll with Herbert for those last six weeks of the season to see uh, how the team goes with him at quarterback. I, if I remember correctly, you were like you're not a big Herbert guy, right? You weren't high on him coming out of college. I wasn't super high be, because of if he was uh, if he needed to start like right away. Because even watching just Hard Knocks, like he doesn't know how to like do a cadence uh, correctly, read defenses really. He was the whole clap for the snap count throughout his whole college career. Never really had to decipher defenses or whatnot. So he has a lot of learning to do, but just a great talent. 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, he can throw the ball well and he can run. That's going to be pretty dangerous if he can figure it out up in his head. Yeah, you can't teach that, as what, they say. A good cadence? No, you can't teach being 6'5", and, oh, yeah. and being able to run and having that arm. So. Yeah, he's got all the talent. Just I, That's why Taylor's the perfect quarterback for the bridge here, I think. A one-and-done type thing. That's you got anything else? Uh, do you hear the news? Carson Wentz misses third straight practice uh, already. Lower body injury. I think we could be seeing Jalen Hurts week one. That's what people are starting to murmur about that. I've heard nothing but glowing things out of the NovaCare Center about <laughs> Jalen Hurts, and I am all in on Jalen Hurts. All right, well, we got. We got one more episode left. We finished all the divisions. We just got to, we're going to run through the uh, the playoffs and give a, give everyone our Super Bowl predictions. So, uh, thanks again for hopping on, Kev, and 
look forward to finishing the series strong uh, when, next time we connect on here. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, go make sure to keep following Beef up front.